This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold Golden and Gregory. Welcome to Energy Matters, a show about how you can save money on your utility bills, use technology wisely, and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Here's your host, veteran energy regulator and clean energy expert, Commissioner Tim Eccles. Hey, thank you, Scott Slade, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Energy Matters. This is a show to help you save money, to use technology, and to be more sustainable. We're coming to you from Cox Media Group, WGAU, uh, in Athens. My co-host today, John Noel, uh, and energy expert, former state representative, John Great to have you back uh, Always. in the seat today, and Sir. we've got some exciting information about the new prepay program that we're going to be talking about that Georgia Power and, frankly, a lot of utilities around the country are using. Let's jump right in. That's right. I want to welcome Dave Elvey. Uh, Dave is the uh, works with Pago Utilities, and this is something that, as I traveled the state talking about energy, uh, people were talking about uh, and had mixed reviews, many good, some bad. Can you tell us, uh, what is the PAYGO system? Uh, how does this work? I mean, I pay my utility bill from a direct debit out of my account. Some people write a check when they get the bill. What is this system you're talking about? Well, it's, it's th- thanks, John. Thanks for having me, by the way. So it works very similar to prepaid mobile, right? So I'm, I was just talking to someone on the, on the hallway here at the studio whose grandparents are on, on prepaid mobile. works the same way, right? 30%, almost 30% of all smartphones today are prepaid. And so what we're doing is we're offering customers here in Georgia the opportunity to do exactly the same. It's without doing no deposits, no late fees, no reconnect fees. Again, very similar to what you'd see in a prepaid mobile plan. And, and so for people that don't have prepaid mobile, tell me what that is. I mean, well, it, it's yeah. so it's when you you know there's no contracts. You go in, you pay thirty dollars. So Georgia Power, I think it's forty dollars. You pay forty dollars, you get forty dollars worth of energy. A lot of people, especially younger people who maybe don't have credit history, will have to pay a deposit in that. So they pay $40, they get a text message, an email, a phone call, asking, telling them, okay, you've got five days remaining, four days remaining, you have $20 a bounce on your account. When they get to a point where they need to pay, want to pay, have the money to pay, they pay. So just to be clear, if you go on this uh, prepay program, you don't have to put down a deposit anymore, That's correct? correct? That is correct, right? That is correct. And so... Because you pay as you go. Because you pay as you go. Okay. Correct. Which, thus, the PAYGO utilities Correct. line. So, uh, one of the things I'm interested in is, uh, right now, when you don't pay, I mean, the classic way mm-hmm. is you didn't pay your bill, and then they came out, and they pulled the meter, Correct. disconnected you. How does that work now when you don't pay? Again, very similar to prepaid mobile. If you don't pay your bill, your phone doesn't work anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So, today, if you don't pay your bill for, for prepaid energy, you will be disconnected at some point, right? Now, they put usually some time lags in the grace periods. They don't disconnect over weekends or on Sundays or holidays, that kind of thing. But with smart meters, um, this enable, smart meters enable this process. So it's over air. A button click turns you on Correct. or turns you off. And, and on average, it's about 25 seconds. Oh, 25 wow. seconds once you put that money back in there. Correct. And so Georgia Power Holy closed God. all of their local pay offices. And this they was did, the contentious part. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and this, uh, you know, initially put some hardship on people who mm-hmm. were used to going through that drive through window at their local office. Correct. But now they can pay at quite a few places, right? Literally thousands. Correct. They can still, and then there's still free options. You can still pay ACH free. You can pay debit card free. But... You know, about more than 20% of Georgia Power's customers are, are um, underbanked, 
right? And and what's great about this is that they Probably can go more, but maybe, yes. maybe more. Yeah. But like on my way here, I stopped in Bethlehem, Georgia. Yeah. And I made a payment at the Dollar General. I walked in. I put my my barcode out there. They made the payment. And literally within seconds, I got a, a text message thanking me for my payment. Now, you mentioned disconnect. I've been disconnected three times. My wife wasn't too happy about it, but it was my fault. <laughs> I didn't pay. I, I made a quick payment. I got reconnected in 25 seconds. I mean, barely even knew it was off. And there's no reconnection fee. That's correct. This, this is, John, this is what's That's important. This is what's important. Really so many important. low-income customers that get, get disconnected, they wind up, a couple things happen. One, they get a fee for having it happen. It. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then their deposit is increased and they have to yes. come up with more deposit money so it just gets more and more difficult and so mm-hmm. Georgia Power as an entity has said that the amount that uh, that people are in arrears with them has gone down Correct. because of this it actually is taking stress off people and making their life better absolutely, right Dave? absolutely yeah and, and what the problem is we call that the debt spiral right yeah. so you have a 150 dollar yeah. bill you can't pay when you get disconnected they added a late fee, they added a deposit, all of a sudden it's a $300 bill you can't I hear pay, this right? from a lot of people, but, but particularly in the, in the areas that Georgia Power doesn't serve, where you have mm-hmm. co-ops and, and they are on the old classic system where they go pull the meter, Correct. this sort of thing, and people are hundreds of dollars in debt just to get their The smart meter, thing. the nice thing about the smart meter, too, is remember, you can get reconnected so quickly. In the scenario you just painted, yeah. you know, it's they got to roll a truck. So right. smart meters really enable this. So l- let's emphasize this to our listeners. We're, for you know, we're talking about prepaying your power bill, and what what we need to tell you that if you are going to pay Georgia Power, pay with a debit card mm-hmm. uh, because there is no charge for you to pay with a debit card, but there is a convenience fee if you pay online with a credit card or if you pay in person with a credit card. You need to use a debit card. John, the so, role of Clark Howard today, ladies yes. and gentlemen, is. Uh, our friend uh, Tim Eccles. That's exactly right. So what he's saying is, this is how you have a no-fee deal. And if I waltz in there with my Visa card and I pay this bill, mm-hmm. it's going to cost me how much? A Visa card online is two twenty-five. Two twenty-five. If you paid an APL, it's a dollar fifty. APL, APL. Uh, authorized payment location. Okay, so yeah. that's so my Dollar General down the street, or Walmart, or you know, like okay. other places. Yeah, right? literally thousands of places. So, right. John, what's really amazing to me about the prepay program? Well, we've got over sixty thousand of Georgia Power's 2.4 million customers own the system, is that there is something magic that happens when you get a text message giving you your balance that causes people to be wiser in how they're yes. using their energy. And what we're finding yes. is that people are saving about 10% on their power bill by just simply changing to the prepay system. I right. mean, you, you're in the energy efficiency business, and you've right. told people, hey, you know, change these windows, and you're going to save this amount. Put mm-hmm. this insulation That's in. Right. You're going to save this amount. That's right. Simply changing the way you pay your bill mm-hmm. here changes uh, changes or lowers your bill about right. 10%. That's something we should be really yelling from the mountaintop yeah, I, uh, here I, in Georgia. I, let, me, let me attest to that because I am on the program, and I've been on the program for about three years. I have you know two teenage daughters. Uh, I get a text message every day, and I, when I walk around the house, I turn, turn lights off, turn the air down, that kind of thing. And that's what, what happens is that people learn that they made paid three dollars and fifty two cents, and going forward, um, we're actually going to weatherize that data so customers will know what they're going to pay for the next seven days. 
based estimate. on based on yeah, weather. Based on pa- past usage it, and correct. weather, it's going to get cold. We know so, you're, you're, you you use about, electric heaters. We can tell. Correct. We can. We all know. We want to educate the consumer mm-hmm. to make better choices. Use technology to help save them money, which is mm-hmm. really why we're on the show today, right? That's mm-hmm. right. So, That's exactly right. We want people, you know, to begin to get an idea of what is a kilowatt of electricity. Mm-hmm really cost? What does it cost me to run my AC? And do I need to run it as much as I am? And is there a smarter way to run it? Let's well, talk I, about... I, actually, if, I don't, if you don't mind, people don't know what a kilowatt hour is, even. They can't define it. But they know what a day of energy is, right? So one of the other pro- uh, projects right. that Georgia Power is rolling out is this pay-by-day, where they pay a certain amount every day. They understand how $5 will last them one day. So is Georgia an anomaly, or are we seeing this kind of, we, we seeing this kind of savings in other states, and where is it happening? Yeah, so, uh, so Georgia is, I wouldn't say an anomaly, but it is a leader in this technology. So they have the most smart meter-based prepay accounts in maybe in the world, but at least in North America. Not in the world. Okay. <laughs> Trust no, no, me. no, no, no. Smart yeah. meter based. Yeah, smart meter based. Uh, There's a lot of smart di- meters are, out there. There are different types of prepay systems. Okay. And we won't get into that. But, but in North America, they're the leader. Okay. But Duke Energy is doing this as well. Hmm. You can, you're seeing in Nevada, Envy Energy in Nevada doing this, Consumers Energy, other people are doing it as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, 30% of smartphones are prepaid, but less than 1% of smart meters are so prepaid. So I had an interesting thing happen in my home the other day. A George Power guy showed up looked out the window there's a truck in there and he was up by meter i said what are you what are you doing and he mm-hmm. said well your voltage readings coming back from your house yeah. are a little high and the tolerance is this and we're getting a reading of this and it's close to the outside of the tolerance and that's odd yeah. and i'm thinking to myself this data would never have been a, no, it's, it, it's, well it wouldn't have been possible uh, tru- before you had smart truly, meters I mean, so truly. kudos to the smart meter world the Georgia Power System also does this for regular old pay through checking account Correct. people like me. Uh, a daily usage summary comes into my email every day mm-hmm. on my office that says how much is being used. And I know, well, I wonder if there's anybody in the office today. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see those sort of things and I can see the energy consumption. Uh, and so that is a that's a that's a very similar to what you've got, mm-hmm. and it also helps me understand my energy usage. Let mm-hmm. me ask you about marketing this program yeah. because only 60,000 of 2.4 million customers are on this. I'm very interested in helping more people be able to take advantage of this. So uh, do you have any marketing ideas or, or, or what's the power company doing? What are y'all doing in, in collaboration with them? Uh, and, and as you think about other states, is there something that Georgia could do better to be able to get more folks on this plan? The enrollments are typically happen through the call center. Okay, and let me, I'll be, try to be very quick with this. There's two use cases of customers calling the call center, and they're moving into town, and they don't they qualify for to make a have to pay a deposit. So the call center rep says, "Here's an option for you." The other option is when the customer has a $350 bill, they cannot pay. Right. Okay. So literally tens of thousands of Georgia Power customers have paid off a balance coming on this program that normally would have been a payment arrangement. David, it really is incredible to hear about this program. And I, I, I want to hear about the statistics coming out mm-hmm. of Georgia. I know we're still compiling ours, but what about the customer satisfaction numbers coming out of other states? Well, they're, they're very high, right? And so I, I can cite you a study from Duke Energy where 80% of the people on the program reported having a positive, having a positive effect on their overall satisfaction with Duke Energy. Now, think about it, 80%. Well, that's good and, for the utility, but it's the energy consumption well, coming but, down. But again, it's, it is. But the customers have 
happy with it. Yep. And I tell you what, happy customers. That's what I want, John, in this state. You're listening to Energy Matters. Stay tuned. We're going to talk more about how we can save you money. Gas South believes in the difference we can all make, like the difference in putting people first and showing that you care. For us, our difference is saving people money with our best rates and no deposit, and the difference we make in our community by taking care of our friends and neighbors and giving back 5% of our profits to help children in need. Learn more about what makes us different at GasSouth.com. Gas South. The difference is good. Everyone has tough times in their life. By checking the project share box at the bottom of your utility bill, you can make life a little easier for your neighbors. Your $1, 2 or $5 checkoff is matched by the utility and then used by the Salvation Army to help folks having a tough time paying their energy bills. It's that easy. Join PSC Commissioner Tim Eccles and many others by donating via your power bills this year. See more by clicking projectshareinfo.com. And thank you. And welcome back to Energy Matters. This is a radio show to help you save money, to use technology, and to be more sustainable. Support for Energy Matters comes from Arnold, Golden, and Gregory. For nearly seven decades, Arnold, Golden, and Gregory LLP has established a strong record of helping growing enterprises become industry leaders. Today, their team of attorneys who practice in more than 25 areas of law continue to expand AGG's reputation for helping public and private companies successfully grow their businesses. AGG is committed to staying on the leading edge of new developments that affect their clients' industries and business strategies. They're, re- they're ready to help a new generation of emerging companies achieve success, and we cover a lot of them right here. You know, John, I had a boss one time that told me that, uh, that you need a couple of people, people in your life. You need a good preacher. Uh, uh, to keep 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 you straight, you need a a, a, a good a, accountant, and you need a good lawyer. And mm. so these and we lawyers, need sponsors. And, 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 yeah, <laughs> let's make it for uh, sponsors. And we've got both actually. So kudos uh, to uh, John Gornall and those, all those guys down at Atlantic Station at AGG. Well, in the studio, back for another segment, Dave Elvey with Pago Utilities. Dave, welcome back. Thank you. And joining you, uh, a guy who I'm calling the grandfather of, uh, or the godfather at least, of prepay here in Georgia, Jamie Wimberly, who is the CEO of Distributed Energy Financial Group, LLC. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks, Tim. And Jamie, I guess it was those prepay working group emails that I got as a new commissioner that uh, I, I began to listen into some of y'all's conference calls. It was kind of like drip marketing for me uh, because I would listen in, I'd talk to my staff, I'd contemplate, and like so many other things in my life as a commissioner, it has taken it's, it's taken a while for me to fully comprehend and read the studies and and have a grasp on this. But you've been You've been working at this a long time. Get, kind of give us the history of, of you and prepay and what really led you to it. Yeah, thanks, Sam. First of all, uh, thank you for your leadership in the state of Georgia. Um, you have shown a lot of um, innovative thinking, and I really appreciate that. And I'm sure the customers of uh, in Georgia do Don't as well. Don't puff them up too much. <laughs> right. Yeah, can you sign something? <laughs> right. No, just teasing. Go ahead. 
Um, so yeah, no, we actually started looking at prepay, if you can believe it, ten years ago. Um, we were looking at all the investments that were being made in the utility sector uh, around smart grid. So kind of updating the grid from more of a mechanical to a digital grid. And I was very interested in understanding what the customer impacts and new programs and innovation from Smart Grid were going to be, and and early on started getting excited about prepay. One thing to remember about prepay, it's actually part of a mega trend in consumer finance. So there's a lot of different types of prepay. Obviously, we're talking about prepay energy today, but you know your Starbucks card, your your toll card for when you're in the car. I mean, those are all examples of prepay, and it's just exploding. Jamie, uh, let me interrupt you there and just say that uh, that I got an email from Sam's. I'm a Sam's Club member uh, about the new Scan and Go system, and they would give a ten dollar credit to try it. So I downloaded the app. I go into my Sam's Club. It welcomes me uh, to Sam's. Ask if I want to use the Scan and Go system. And I open the app, and sure enough, as I'm going through buying my favorite salmon that my kids love on the grill and the avocados that my daughters love. and Healthy, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you pick the product up. You scan, your, you scan the barcode on your phone. It asks, are you finished? You swipe right to pay. It gives you a barcode, and you walk out the door without ever having talked to a single employer, oh. gone through a line. It's a, it's a pretty amazing thing. And, I mean, Atlanta's the home of fintech. You know, we can define what fintech is in a second, but this is part of what you're talking about, right? Oh, exactly, yes. <clears throat> you know, I mean, it's, it's fascinating, the whole payment space. But prepay in general, um, again, whether that's in the utility or other, other applications, I mean, it's a growing, um, and, and the reason why it's growing is because, uh, you know, customers really like the convenience, um, they like the certainty, and... Pay as you go. Yeah, pay as you go, and, and really, they like the control as well. Um, for the first time, they can actually control their <clears throat> utility spend, uh, they can get their bills under control, um, and actually, for some customers, believe it or not, um, especially wealthy customers, they like the control around... Uh, managing vacation homes, property that they might own um, remotely, uh, managing even their kids in school. So. Let me let me ask you about the whole bad debt right. issue. Uh, I mean, I get calls every day from customers who are struggling, mm-hmm. and yeah. and and one of the things that. I do. In fact, on a future episode of this show, we'll have uh, you know the guy that heads up the project share for the Salvation Army, and right. we're going to be talking about the importance of neighbors helping neighbors. Right. But bad debt uh, has an impact on everybody, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, you know, I can't even imagine being a low income customer constantly feeling the insecurity of being in debt. I mean, there's nothing worse than that. Um, it's just as you know, you feel like helpless, really, and and so again, why I like prepay, it allows customers not only to manage um, their bills, but if they do have debt, they can pay off that debt in a way that they can afford, and it, and again, it's under their control. John, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as you think about the energy burden yep. that people have, and there are certain zip codes in Atlanta and all over the state, really, where the energy burden is higher. Yep. What, does, what does that mean, energy burden? Yeah, well, when when the when people's bills, uh, utility bills, are a huge factor in their overall costs. So uh, you bring home two thousand dollars a month, and your utility bill is five hundred dollars a month, as it is in some rural communities with poorly insulated homes or living in mobile homes. 
uh, and in inner city areas where you have often uh, homes that are under insulated. This is a big deal. It's it's it is a big problem. And one of the things that I'm learning today about the paygo system is that people use less because they're more conscious of the energy consumption. Uh, Dave, you wanted to say something. Yeah, like I just that. wanted to add something to the point about I want because I your, your listeners want to hear statistics, right? And mm-hmm. so, what we see around the country is eighty percent of what call are called payment arrangements tend to fail. And these are when you call and you can't pay your bill. You say, "Hey, I'm going to pay my I'll buy my I'm going to sell my camper next week. I'll pay you then, or I get paid in two weeks. I'll pay you then." Those types of arrangements eighty percent of the time fail, whereas eighty percent of people that come on the prepay program with a balance pay it off. It literally flips that number on its head. I'm looking at the Duke study. 82% of the people that came on the program with a balance paid it off. And, John, let me hmm. let me just give a little political angle here because at the, at the National Commissioner Conference that we go to three times a year, there's a group that does a survey. Uh, they do – they do data research, and every, every, just about every year in our Consumer Education Committee, they remind us that the way that people see their utility and their bill is how they view their commissioners. So it really is, yeah. um, it should be, a motivation mm-hmm. for any commissioner in any state to want to help people have a better experience, to be happier, to mm-hmm. have that more quality experience. So you can see why this 80% satisfaction number would be attractive right. you know, to, to well, a commissioner. We, we've talked about the 80% satisfaction number. Let me give you the 20%, because I've been out there listening to people and some of the grumblings they have. So let's talk about some of the grumbling. The fees. Mm-hmm. What we learned today is if you pay with a debit card, great news, 100% free. Like that deal. But if you pay with a credit card or other, or go into a Dollar General, there's other fees associated with that. What are those fees, and why are they being charged? Well, basically, those fees are. I'm, I'm going to give you my cynical take. I mean, basically, when uh, when uh, banks started uh, feeling the pressure and their regulations got changed, they were kind of taking an effort to increase those margins. I mean, they added more fees, and those fees yeah. continue. Republicans to rise. love to call uh, tax increases fees. This right. is their new. This is their new gimmick. Well, yeah. I'm not a fan of these yeah. fees. I can tell you that, but I do know, Jamie, what you're saying is true. That if we subsidize the fees, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you pay eight times a month. Right. And we don't charge you a fee, but yet the power company is having to pay a fee to right. the bank. Right, right. Then John and I, right. uh, John and I are essentially paying that fee. Now we mm. may decide that there's a reason to pay that fee, that it's okay to pay that fee, but you know, going back to this bigger idea of folks being underbanked and financial literacy and how we're going to help people be elevated out of a cycle of poverty that helping them learn to manage not only their power bill, their utilities, their energy, but helping them to manage all of these areas in their life, starting you know in elementary school and in in and in high school and college, this is something I don't mean to be you know to preach a sermon on financial literacy, but it is it, it is a problem, John, and I mm-hmm. and, and I think it it falls on all of us who have some mantle of leadership to try to help people. Yeah, and I, that's it's you, when you meet and you do, commissioners, you meet people out uh, in the field, and I have met them all over Georgia who are hurting. These are people who are low income already; they're at the poverty line. Their rent and their utilities are the most expensive things they have in, in their life, and they have under under insulated homes in hot Georgia, and it's often cold. 
And so these are these these people. My heart goes out to these folks. And so I see I see systems like this that could help, but there's also another fee yeah, involved. And so my as 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 a good Democrat wanting to help little guy, unlike my Republican friends, find it much more important to help the, the corporate bigwigs. But anyway, my point here is that <laughs> my hackles, my hair, and the back of my head just kind of go up, and my alarm bells start to go off. So when I hear good things about this program, like the average energy consumption falls, and that the fees are with debits, that's a good thing. Yeah, we've got about you know we got about twenty seconds left in this segment, so we've jumped on this issue. We've talked about the importance of paying your utility bill with a debit card. We've talked about energy burden. I mean, John, you know, Energy Matters is about helping you save money, but it's also about helping our fellow Georgians save money. John, one of the scenarios that I hear is when you go to the Waffle House, you're talking to a waitress there. She'll say, "Hey, my energy burden is one hundred twenty dollars a month." I can't pay $100 a month, but I can pay $25 a week. Interesting. And I just want to end with energy savings equals bill savings. Yeah, and, uh, and John, lowering these bills is important to helping people to be able to use the money for other things. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Sterling Planet. Welcome back to Energy Matters. This is a radio show to help you save money, to use technology, and to be more sustainable. Support for this half hour of Energy Matters comes from the Georgia Solar Energy Association. GA Solar helps consumers decide how to assess solar energy in ways that saves them money on their power bills and reduces their environmental footprint. They help them find skilled solar professionals that they can trust and provide guides to evaluate solar options. See more at gasolar.org. And I want to welcome to the studio a guy that I actually met in the Georgia Solar Solar Association, Pete Marte, who is the founder of Hannah Solar. Pete, welcome. Thank you, Commissioner, and thank you, John. It's great to be here this morning. Oh, boy, trouble just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, John, uh, I met Pete, I guess, at Maggiano's in Atlanta on that Christmas party way back in 2010 before I was even sworn in. Uh, because one of the things I wanted to do, Pete, was to to move the needle on solar. And I had just installed solar thermal on my Athens, Georgia, Winterville, Georgia home. And uh, and Pete, I had learned about this this Power Partners company while I was in grad school here. And in fact, we had done a little PR program for them. But that really began my, I guess. Uh, evolution of solar uh, by by getting that solar thermal. You remember us meeting in those early days? Absolutely, yeah. And I remember being out at the Power Partners factory out here in Athens. And, um, you know, we, we actually did a little bit of solar thermal in the early days, but mostly we've been photovoltaics, which generates electricity. And it was, uh, it, it, those were the early days. It's, it's amazing, though, that if you go to the, we just had our, our annual luncheon the other day, you were there again. And, um, this a lot of the same faces are still in the room, which is really good. I mean, we've built an industry around um, around something that just didn't exist, and, and many thanks to the Public Service Commission and the utilities in this state that have shown such leadership to go from where they were to where they are today. And um, the the pathway looks really really bright. You know, mm-hmm. uh, John Noel, uh, former state representative, is my co-host uh, here today. John, you've got solar thermal on your home, um, and probably installed it about that same time. <clears throat> Yeah. And, mm-hmm. but but it has been a type of solar 
that just simply has been unable to get traction. Why is that? Yeah, well, it's a it's a long answer, but predominantly because the paybacks have been long. That it's difficult, you know. There's a lot of plumbing involved. We did the my company did the large solar thermal installation at a hotel at the time, the Jekyll Island Hampton Inn. If you stay in it today, half the hot water you're using is from a solar installation that's solar thermal. But the payback was long, and it took a federal tax credit, which is still there, and a state tax credit, which is gone, to kind of incentivize it. It's just hard. It and but the technologies are changing. They're getting better, and they're getting better, kind of like PV. Yeah. Yep, Pete. Uh, how did how did Hannah Solar get started? That's uh, a great story. I was in the craft beer business, which is very similar to what what I call the craft energy business, and um, it was uh, you know dominated by a few major players, the big AB Miller, Coors. Um, much like in the energy space, we've got the utilities, the incumbent utilities. And um, I was just looking to move from the beer business into into back into my engineering background. And um, I read a book by Travis Bradford called Solar Revolution. And um, that set me really back on my path engineering-wise to, uh, to, to really dig in and figure out how to start this business. And um, we did that, or I did that. And uh, Hannah was two at the time. She was my little They're baby. Your daughter. And now she's 13. So it's, it's so you a, named the solar company, Hannah Solar, from, from your daughter. I did. And the reason was, you know, I was trying to think up, you know, the right name. But it's obviously, you know, obviously something we're trying to do that's for the next generation and the generation after that. And when we look at, you know, the challenges with climate change and, uh, you know, trying to, trying to stop temperature rise at 1.5 degrees C, you know, that, that's one of the things that, is going to going to help it's solar and so we uh we're, we're trying to do our part and so this is for the next generation i love it i love it well uh you know you're i hear you speak about solar a lot but one of the emerging technologies is batteries and uh and as you well know because I, I i i grabbed you you we've known each other a long time and i grabbed you by the search sleeves years ago and i said oh pete mark please please i gotta have the first test firewalls please 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 and you were very generous, and you you know bequeathed upon me the first test of power walls in Georgia. Tell me how that rollout across the state's working of batteries integrating into houses, and when's it going to be mainstream? Great question. Tesla power walls. We've had unbelievable success with people wanting them for their homes. Wow. The cost is low. Um, the functionality is incredible with them. I mean, they they really have incredible functionality relative to some of the other other offerings out there, but. Elon Musk has overcommitted and underdelivered, and we're we're, <laughs> right. we're we think we're finally at the point now where they're going to get their some man, product. Their manufacturing is caught up with the demand, okay. and um, you know part of it was Puerto Rico happened with Maria and Irma, and so he needed to dedicate lots of product there. And then he right. tweeted out about a huge solar and storage project in Australia. Right. They had to get product there. And Model 3. And the Model 3. So the batteries had to go there. <laughs> so they've been taking the battery storage away from the battery we, storage and putting it into these other we, things. We have about 40 coming in now. They have they were spoken for literally a year ago. So tell us how a system works, like uh, the so, simple version. Simple version is um, solar is going to produce a lot more during the day than we're consuming. I'm yep. at work. My wife's at work. Kids are at school. So we're producing right. too much solar. So if we can store that and then use it when we get home from work to power all of our appliances, the grid is still there all the time. We're not off grid. When the batteries deplete, the grid kicks in, and right. in the morning, the cycle starts again. Bingo. And um, really, I, I see where the future 
is going to take us there is the utilities have too much power at night, and they're going to fill up the batteries in our cars, the batteries in our homes, right. and then we're going to actually be able to start the day on battery power in the morning and then fill them back up. With so solar. we'll be supplementing and be friendly to the utilities. Absolutely. So I, I would encourage our listeners just to Google the word duck curve. Duck curve, and you're going to see a graph. Spelled how? A D-U-C-K, like okay. a duck. Okay. And it's, it's kind of in the shape of a duck. But these batteries, coupled with solar, and you're talking about on a residential scale, but in California, they're actually trying to do this with their entire grid, right? Why is that, Pete? Absolutely. It's it's called a non-wire alternative, where they the utility doesn't have to put their capital investment into a substation or into wire upgrades, and they're able to instead um, transfer that spend into some sort of a storage program. Either independent power producers who built solar farms and wind farms are going to do it, or or natural gas plants. Or the utility is going to own it, and so and I think it's going to be a hybrid of all all of the above, really, because storage is you know it's a big capex expense, capital expense, but at the same time for the utility, if they're able to recover some of that cost, um, which falls on your shoulders as a commissioner, um, you know h- how do we structure this so that everybody's incentivized? So we don't have to put up more substations and more transmission lines or right. and distribution lines. And it can lines. be done. This is the th- this is one of the objections I've had to a lot of new generation is we're seeing distributed generation. We're going to see more batteries. We can all work together, and suddenly individual people end up becoming more like the utility companies. How, what does this stuff cost? I mean, you know, uh, you, you talk about a power wall uh, to the to the average person. What's that going to cost in their household? So a, a, a single power wall installed is going to be about twelve thousand dollars. You really want two, though, so it's about twenty thousand for the two of them. Uh, typical solar system used to be forty thousand. Now it's about fifteen to twenty thousand. So you're looking back up to that forty thousand mark. The good news is you get the investment tax credit, the federal investment tax credit, of thirty percent back on that. So you get back twelve thousand of that forty thousand dollars spend. So now you're at twenty eight thousand, and then you've got a your energy savings will account for that over about a twelve year period. And when you ran the payback for me. We were at five and a half years. I remember that distinctly. Um, it's probably right around that same period, maybe a little higher now without the state tax credit, but some prices have come down. Is that about right? What do you tell people? Um, it's longer than that. Okay. For, we, we tell people 12 years. We'd rather over-promise and under... Or, so uh, roughly 10. <laughs> under-promise, under-promise and over-deliver. And over-deliver. Um, my house... I put in a Sonin battery system, yep. and I've now calculated my payback to be at eight years rather than 12. Gotcha. And, you know, I'm, I'm still looking at that on a month-to-month basis to make sure that that's going to play out, but it's looking like probably eight years rather than 12. So in that eight years, you get a lot of advantages, meaning when the power went off, and this happened on, when we were taping a show just not too long ago, we had, my phone showed power outage in my house. Nobody knew it at the house because the battery kicked in. So those are advantages that are kind of non-quantifiable that aren't in a payback criteria. Absolutely. And we've done, we just did a bank down in uh, Houma, Louisiana. Bank, where like a, a like bank. An actual and, money bank. And it was, um, they wanted to keep the ATMs working and the security cameras working. So in the event of a power outage from a natural disaster, a hurricane coming through, they wanted to be able to power that up. And we're doing a couple other places, very similar solution. Pete, but I'm being told by most folks that have solar in the state that if the power goes down, you know, they're unable to use their solar because one, it's being sold back on the grid and the power company for safety reasons is is disconnecting them. Is that right? 
That's correct. The the safety features built into the smart inverters um, require that they shut down. But if you have storage, the storage then automatically becomes the microgrid for the home. And it's a small microgrid. The, the reality is um, you can't put energy in a battery super quick and you can't take it out super quick. So you can only power a handful of circuits in your home with one battery. And that's why I said before, you want that second Tesla Powerwall so you can you can get more juice that's out That's exactly quicker. right. And you told me that, and so we did put two in. We can run the air conditioner. I don't know if we can run the oven, but, I mean, we can run all kinds of load. Basically, the house functions normally. You know, Pete, I want you to stick around another segment, and I want us to talk about this whole Solarize program that's really been sweeping the state. It started in Tybee Island with your company. I want to talk about that, what you learned, uh, the, the folks that were able to get solar, the folks that weren't. Uh, I want us to talk about where solar is heading in the future in the state of Georgia, in the U.S. You know, we've talked about the batteries, but what's it going to look like, you know, panel-wise, the efficiency, the tariffs, all of these other things. So a lot of great information. You're listening to Energy Matters. We want to help you save money. We want to help you use technology, and we want you to live a more sustainable lifestyle. I'm Tim Eccles, and we'll see you in a few minutes. John, one of our sponsors for the show, Row Insulating Company, is doing a great job in and around Athens, being able to do a lot of what we talk about every single week on the show. You get, every time it gets cold, every time it gets hot, it's always a, it's always that attic that's the problem. And uh, you could attack windows, and that's going to cost you a cold fortune. It is insulation that can solve the problem. Hey, if you want to get this fixed, call 706-795-2854. That's 706-795-2854, Row Insulating Company. Row. Hey, it's Commissioner Tim Eccles, host of Energy Matters. I want to tell you about Kevin Rowe and Rowe Insulating Company. If you need insulation anywhere within 60 miles of Athens, Georgia, you need to call 706-795-2854. It's important, isn't it, John? It is the most important thing you can do in your house. It's the low-hanging fruit of everything that we talk about on Energy Matters every single week. That's exactly right. Yeah, call 706-795-2854. That's 706-795-2854. Rowe Insulating Company. Get comfortable. Welcome back to Energy Matters. Uh, we are guest today is Pete Marty with Hannah Solar, founder, president, CEO. What other kind of titles can we give you? And of course, our host, uh, Commissioner Tim Eccles. I'm John Noel. So, Pete, uh, Tybee Island. Uh, there was a community solar project that was down there, Solarized Tybee, maybe the first in Georgia. Tell us about that program. It, it was the first in Georgia, and um, we had we had great fun with that and great success with it. It started really with a champion, and that was Paul Wolf, who was a city councilman down in Tybee. Yep. Great guy. Great guy. And he was the champion. Yep. And we have found you need the champion in any one of these communities or, mm-hmm. or a handful of champions mm-hmm. that's the flag bearer, right. and he was. And, and it wasn't hard to sell cheaper, too, because that's the whole thing behind this. Right, exactly. That. So yeah. the, the Solarize programs are they're basically kind of the, the, the bulk-buying um, opportunity for uh-huh. homeowners and businesses to step in and all do it in mass. So if I had a house down there and wanted to go solar, and, and Joe Blow had a house, and Jane Doe had a house— we're individually siloing these projects, and you're coming to us with a $45,000 quote, and a $45,000 quote, and a $45,000 quote. If we all got together, that might be a $40,000 quote. Correct, correct. And, uh-huh. and as more people adopt, the price drops lower. And right. it, it, it was a great, great opportunity to get 
residential jump started in in a part of Georgia that didn't have any at the time. You know, Pete, I came down uh, for a number of those early meetings, and there was a lot of excitement. The news media was there. I, I, I remember having a meeting over at the Civic Center in Savannah, as and you expanded it from Tybee to Chatham County uh, in an effort to get more customers. And I think one of the, I guess, the heartbreaking thing for some of the people was when they realized, wait a second, my roof is facing the wrong way, or my roof is too old, or these beautiful live oak trees are blocking uh, my roof. Uh, what were some of the challenges uh, that you guys saw as you as you marketed this and as Paul Wolf uh, served as that champion, as you said? It was all of the above that you just mentioned. You know, shade is really our biggest challenge. Um, we're, we're not advocates of, of trimming trees or obviously cutting them down, um, especially in a very sensitive coastal environment. The roof quality, sometimes it's, it's actually a catalyst for people to to re-roof because you can actually apply that as part of the site prep for your solar and get the 30% federal tax credit on that re-roof as well because it doesn't make any sense to put a, a 30-year solar asset on a, on a Ten year roof, roof that's got yeah. four yeah. or five years left yeah. on it. Um, mm-hmm. And especially in that environment where it's harsh, gets beaten up by the hurricane winds. And so we had you know some folks that we had to wait for them to get a new roof on. And then there were a lot of frustrated people that couldn't get solar on their roof because of the shade. And um, it was, you know, a little bit heartbreaking for them, but we we don't want to put solar on a roof with shade. So from a customer service perspective, this caused you guys to open up an office in Savannah, right? And you were able to give quicker service uh, to Savannah and Chatham residents and Tybee Island residents than you normally would have had you just had a onesie twosie customer down there, right? Absolutely, and that, that's where it allows us to offer the discounted price, and it also um, allows us to hire up from Savannah Tech. We hired a, a handful of folks from there, opened up the office, opened up a distribution warehouse for ourselves, and we had a, we had a really nice run and did more than 100 homes down there and um, about a dozen businesses as well. Interesting. If you so, when you're talking about community solar, people invariably have people out of the area. Well, I live, don't live in in Savannah or Chatham County. I don't live in Tybee, and these other places that want it. So, how do they go about getting a solarized program? Now that's expanded. I've solarized Dunwoody, solarized Atlanta, other places. Yeah, generally providers like us that are doing these solarized programs, we're going to try and accommodate that solar passionate solar customer um, because that, that's what we always look for every day anyway. So this just, the the visibility of the Solarize program may have brought that customer into the fold and, and we just add them in. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we do have a lot of that and that's why it did expand to Chatham County. Um, the, there's a group here in Georgia that has really taken that Solarize ball and run with it. Um, Don Moreland with Solar Crowdsource has created a really great program. Is there a website that Solar Crowdsource? Solar Crowdsource. I, I would assume bet. so. It's certainly Googleable. Probably. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that yeah. in a second. Mm-hmm. John, I'd like mm-hmm. for you to kind of go through these seven steps about going solar with Pete, uh, because we probably have listeners out there that are thinking, "Wow, man, maybe I should do, maybe I should do solar." What What are some uh, some steps that they need to consider? So, uh, Pete, when I think about it, when I would look at solar projects, uh, I was saying, well, first is the energy checkup of your home. I mean, is your home efficient? I'm the efficiency guy. You're the solar guy. And and the first thing people should do, contrary to what your sales, (laughs) you're telling your salespeople, 
is not solar. It's efficiency. Make your home efficient. Put a good air conditioner in there. In there. Insulate. Put new windows in there. Do LED lights. Do a control system. Make sure you're doing all that. Reduce your energy consumption. So getting a home energy checkup is the first thing. Getting that energy efficient home uh, improvements is the second thing. And there's and there's at least in Georgia Power Service territory, there's improvements that are available there. Understanding your utility bills, the local incentives that are available. I mean, you get 100 dollars off a Nest if you put that in. But then you begin to explore solar systems and the availability of solar access. And then you start to weigh the buying and versus leasing. Tell us a little about buying versus leasing. Yeah, on the buying side of it, you're, you're definitely going to get your best return, your best bang for the buck when you are buying a system. Um, you're able to get capital inexpensively, maybe a home equity loan, maybe you use your tax refund for, for mm. starting your solar project. You also get your tax savings the following year from the investment tax credit, your federal investment tax credit. And so maybe then you have a little home equity loan that you take out for the balance of the system. So that's the best way to do it. Um, leasing has not taken off in Georgia because we really don't have a market that is scaled in mm -hmm. Georgia for residential. Mm -hmm. There are a bunch of finance options out there that we use, and we present them to the customer based on their credit rating and what they're looking to do, how quickly they're looking to pay the system off. Mm -hmm. That money is is pretty expensive it's not it's not nearly as efficient but a heloc or home equity home line equity might home. be five yes. percent i'm making a number up. i haven't seen that in a long time but it's not 10 right and yep. so uh when, but when you're looking at an internal rate of return fancy business word for payback uh so the payback on an eight-year project is eight years and the internal rate of returns got to be well into the double digits so it that is. exceeds your interest right so i mean it actually makes financials it's better rate of return Especially in the stock market today, to to do a solar system than to go buy than to go buy IBM or or, or Apple. Absolutely, I mean, it is. Yes. I mean, it's just these these things are yielding zero percent, ten percent, five percent, negative. You're assured of something with solar. Absolutely, and with, and with the um, you know the energy efficiency measures you did at the beginning of the process, you now need a smaller solar system. So you're much better off anyway. I when I did the solar on my house. We did um, the HVAC systems first. We did the cell phone insulation second. And then we have uh, solar that's solving for a much smaller amount of energy that we consume. And so the number, your, your company was one of the earliest. Hannah Solar is one of the very earliest in Georgia. But there are a number of other companies uh, in Georgia. So I guess you would recommend that people uh, ought to get uh, quotes from different vendors and those sort of things. And, and but but try and find established solar providers. Absolutely. There are a, a dozen of us that have been doing this for, for you know, the better part of a decade. Right. Um, you know, you, you want to go out and get a quote with a company you're comfortable with that has an O&M team that can come out and troubleshoot if you have a problem. We can't control the squirrels when they, when they bite on a wire. So, you know, you may need us back there over the course of the 25 years that the solar is going to be working on your roof for 30 years. So you want to make sure that you're uh, you're very comfortable with the folks you you pick to do this. Um, low price is not always the best on this. Um, inverters are are a, a big part of the equation as well as the panels. Right. And so uh, in this whole in this whole gamut, we're looking at analyzing costs, projecting the savings to get to the payback numbers we're talking about, and review the contracts and make sure there aren't any. Talk about squirrely. I'm 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 somebody who reads fine print. 
make sure there's no squirrely things in those contracts and uh, and look at doing a solar project. That's it. whether it's other the solarized program or independently with a solar provider. That's that's great. You know, uh, Don Moreland, we mentioned uh, former president of the George Solar Association. His website is solarcrowdsource.com. And I know Pete on the uh, I went to a, a regulatory commissioner meeting and uh, at our consumer affairs, we heard from the. Uh, the folks down in Louisiana uh, uh, that work with, uh, you know, the ag, you know, the ag department down there, and they were doing a lot of solar and and had put together a consumer manual. We've got that on the Public Service Commission website, and then there's an Energy Sage company, Energy Sage, uh, that helps people find uh, the right. Uh, the right solar company. I, I met. I was in L.A. just recently meeting with the folks at the L.A. Clean Tech Incubator, and in that incubator was a company called Pick My Solar, and PickMySolar.com. And uh, it, it, it is so important. We want to emphasize this to listeners today that that you need to make sure that you're dealing with with reputable people, right? And are there certifications, Pete, that you should be looking for? You should definitely be looking for the NABCEP certification. How do you spell that? NAB, North American Certified Energy Practitioner. And that's that's the baseline. If, if they don't have that, um, then they're... It's fly-by-night operation. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you don't want to deal with them. Um, all of us, all the big ones in, in the state of Georgia, you know, the 10 or 12 of us, all are, have NABCEP certified folks... A handful of them on our on our staff. As so. we wrap up this segment, I, I had a call from a, a professor from the university that lives outside of Athens, and he had built a solar system on his house, put a solar system on his house, but he had built it too big. He had oversized it. Uh, just in in the in the final few uh, seconds here, how important is it to make sure you've got the size right for your system? Yeah, it's very important that we right size it. Otherwise, there's too much energy that has to go back to the utility. They're not going to compensate you for it. Oh no, they don't. At a retail rate, they're compensating it for an avoided cost, a wholesale rate, and so you don't want to you, you you don't want to oversize a system. That's where storage comes into play in a big way. Well, you've been listening to Energy Matters on a Cox Media Group station. And a shout-out to Cox Enterprises for financing the solar systems for their employees in California. It's a great, a great thing that they do. Continue to tune in and listen to great, helpful information to save you money, use technology, and be more sustainable. I'm Tim Eccles, and you're listening to Energy Matters. <laughs> 